Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 105 in Edmonton. Hour number two of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. They wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Hugh Porter, Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Hugh's two favorite players, Grant Fuhr and Glenn Anderson from back of the day. We will have Oilers Now trivia today at 125 for Greta Global Street Food, Greta Bar, Eat, Drink, and Play, and uh, two guests in this hour's, including uh, a man who has co-authored a book, One Game at a Time, and it's the story of Harnarayan Singh. He's going to join us in about 18 seconds' time on the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, and we'll hook up with Darcy McLeod, well-known as AKA Wood Guy, on the Oiler Twitterverse, uh, and certainly a guy that's got a great handle of analytics, and he's going to probably reveal some things that are going to be a little bit surprising and probably fairly positive if we end up uh, getting a chance to return to play. But without further ado, I'm pleased to be joined on the line by a man who made it out of small town Alberta to hockey's biggest stage, Harner Ryan Singing. Harner Ryan, it's Bob with you. First of all, can you just clarify something on the pronunciation of your name? Because if you look <laughs> if you look at it the way it's spelled, it looks like it's Harner Ryan Singh instead of Harner Ryan Singh. So t- just tell us the story there to begin with. Yeah, the story goes, and this is a story of uh, that will resonate with a lot of people who are visible minorities or from racialized communities. But to ensure that I, you know, people at school didn't call me by the nickname of Ryan, my parents and my eldest sister at the time decided to put an extra A in there. Uh, it is pronounced Harner Ryan, but yeah, there is an extra A in there that throws it off. So yeah, uh, longer name, ten letters, four vowels. But I'm I'm really happy that the hockey world is getting used to saying it. It's a dream come true for me all right uh see and i got a name like bob which is the same way forwards <laughs> as backwards and the theory is i think that when my dad named me he'd had a couple well wait his name was bob too and he just wanted to keep it really simple for the men in the household <laughs> so that's the route they went so uh where did you grow up tell us the story yeah, I, I was born in Wetaskiwin, so where cars uh, cost less, and I know Edmonton listeners are familiar with that. Uh, sure. Uh, I, I didn't grow up there, though. just was born there. Uh, my parents uh, came here in the 60s, 
and uh, they're teachers in Alberta. And I grew up in the 80s and the 90s in a small town of Brooks, Alberta, down the Trans-Canada Highway on the way to Medicine Hat. And, uh, you know, to be honest with you, Bob, if it wasn't for the game of hockey, my experience uh, growing up with a turban and being extremely different from anybody else in my school, let alone the entire town of Brooks, it would have been a lot more difficult had it not been for the game of hockey. It really helped me, uh, you know, create rapport with my classmates and and uh you know the the passion for hockey was something that i became uh known for amongst my peer group uh, i had a couple of friends when i was at the university of alberta in the late 1980s and in fact uh one of them ended up becoming uh i don't even know what the correct political term is now but his name was suresh mustafa he was the president of the university of alberta students union and he was i believe the first east indian su president at that time in canada and uh ash and suresh planted trees with me uh they mostly watched me plant the tree i'm just kidding they were pretty good themselves <laughs> but but they were they were they were fun guys i like to have a great they have a great sense of humor um it's it's a different world now than it was say 25 30 years ago i mean brooks is that's that's rural southern alberta that is uh my mother actually grew she's mormon and she grew up yeah. in brooks uh so it shows you a bit of the range there uh, a little bit different world going from like was it dramatically different from like how long were you in Wetaskiwin for at what age did you uh grow up in brooks did you play hockey at all uh Hunter ryan so the the Wetaskiwin, I was just born there because my okay. aunt and her family were there and my dad was teaching and all my siblings were at school and so my mom was there for support and then but I did you know it I, I'm not sure what the difference would be between Wetaskiwin and and Brooks I mean the one biggest difference is Wetaskiwin is so close to Edmonton so it's you know there is you know in terms of diversity and experiencing all of that at different cultures I think Wetaskiwin would probably have more than that more of that than the town of brooks did but i i was so obsessed with the sport of hockey that my my dad who's a phd in math and he has seven post-secondary degrees and used to drive up to edmonton for so many years to write and create the questions for the math 12 uh for the grade 12 math uh diploma exams in alberta he was worried that in his exact quote is you're making your brain into this encyclopedia of hockey like what are you going to do with it so in a, in a family of academics here I was with an unrivaled passion. Uh, I didn't play ice hockey at a young age. I played a ton of ball hockey. The reason being, um, my parents never skated, neither did my siblings. Uh, but, you know, I was also involved in so many other extracurricular activities. I'm bilingual in the sense that I, I'm fluid in Punjabi and I've, I've learned to play so many different instruments and music was a really big uh, aspect of my life as well. And I get into that in, in the book as well. But, uh, you know, the passion for hockey, Wayne Gretzky really helped fuel that passion the oilers of the 80s and winning those five stanley cups it was a really big really great time to grow up in alberta where both the flames and the oilers were really great teams and um, you know that helped fuel the passion for me you said your dad was a mathematics guy did, did he end up doing some work with gautam rao who does all those key books for gautam is an honors mathematician uh, out of edmonton many people know him he actually used to be a guest on my show back in the old days on the other station he was the count he's a, a world-class poker player he teaches people how to play po- unbelievable with numbers and uh, came out of minneapolis and uh, now is involved in grade three six nine and twelve those key books that 
do all the prep work. I was just wondering maybe if your dad had crossed paths with him along the way. I'm not sure. but uh, Maybe, who knows. But, you know, I do joke to my dad that uh, with all of his, uh, you know, being a mathematician, he could probably run a hockey team nowadays with all the analytics and the salary cap issues going on. Yeah, it's a different, uh, no question about that. So we're joined by Hunter Ryan Singh. At what point did you go into broadcasting? You know what? It's it's an interesting question, Bob. I I was asked this as many kids are when they're growing up. What do you want to be when you grow up? And I I would always say hockey commentator. I want to be you know play by play. That's my dream. And and it was met with sarcasm. It was met with laughter. And it was met with some pretty blunt messages for a kid growing up that you know were were so blunt where it was you know that's not possible. You gotta you gotta stick to something that's realistic for you. And I would say why? And they said well look at you you're wearing a turban you're gonna have a beard like there's no one who looks like you on tv and there's such less diversity within sports radio and tv that you won't this isn't something realistic for you and the town of brooks the one local radio station we had there i ended up volunteering for high school news and sports and and they had me on the air and that was the one door that opened for me and it made me realize that hey you know if these guys are willing to give me a shot then maybe somebody else will down the road and so then from there i went to mount royal university uh internship with tsn and and then CBC Sports, eventually I was as a reporter, and that's when the creation of Hockey Night Punjabi uh, occurred. And that was really my foot in the door to, to get into the hockey broadcasting world. Now, I have to chuckle here because there's a photo in your book. Uh, Harner Ryan Singh is joining us right now. The book is one game at a time. You're in the Mount Royal radio station and you have an Edmonton Oilers jersey on the Mount Royal radio station. I, I I will tell you that when I when I was at the campus radio for far too long, like I'm sort of like the old joke, right? Like most guys that spend eight years in university are called doctor. Uh, I was called I was called a bad art student, and but I never once wore an Oilers jersey in the on, on, at CJSR, uh, despite the fact that the whole time I, I mean I've always loved the Edmonton Oilers. I'm from here, but. Uh, did you have to wean yourself a bit off your, your your fandom there as you got more serious in the industry, Harner Ryan? Of course. And, you know, it, it was something I wore on my sleeve, as you can tell from that picture. Even the turban has the uh, the Oilers colors in it. And uh, so, of course, when I joined Hockey Night in Canada and, you know, as CB, with CBC as a reporter, even the TSN days and then now Sportsnet, you, you do have to be completely unbiased. And I'll give you an example. The, the Flames and the Canucks, uh, when they met in the playoffs, it, it's pretty rare to have an all-Canadian matchup in the playoffs nowadays. It's been a while. And so, uh, you know, it doesn't happen that often and when that happened we were calling it for hockey night Punjabi it was you know you have to be really cognizant of that and I think just as all of us broadcasters I know hanging out with you on the Oilers road trip last season in California uh, with Tony Brar as well uh, you become fans of the players and their storylines and, and you kind of follow follow that instead of just following a particular team obviously in your situation it's very different where you are following uh, the Oilers and you know on their on the road trips and and doing Oilers now every day but in in my case where I'm covering so many different teams you do become kind of more cognizant of what's going on all around the league and you, you follow those players that you kind of uh, kind of have a more of an uh, more of an affinity to there is a chapter in the book that's called Hiding from Bob Cole. Tell us about that. <laughs> 
Yeah, if you can believe it or not, uh, the first few years of Hockey Night Punjabi, I was, you know, a kid who was obviously Albertan and living in Calgary, but the show initially was a pilot project and it was it was based in Toronto. And when, when they realized that this had a lot of p- potential, they said, we're going to have Hockey Night Punjabi every weekend on Saturday nights, the double headers. But it wasn't a pay enough, uh, you know, it wasn't financially viable enough for me to move out to Toronto. And so I ended up paying for my own flights for a number of years to just be a part of the show. My foot wow. was in the door. It was a dream come true. I didn't want to give it up. And so I just told them, don't worry, I'll be there. And so here I was paying for my flights, red eyes, trying to figure uh, you know, sleeping at the Pearson International Airport in, in Toronto. And, and and so Bob Cole was actually, I didn't realize it at the time, but when I reflect back and I wrote the book with my co-writer, who also is from Edmonton, Michael Hingston, um, Bob Cole would be at that Pearson International Airport in Toronto too. And sometimes I would see him. And one day I was hiding out in the Sheraton lobby that's attached to the airport. And I saw him from afar and and I was trying to, you know, find a couple of hours on the nice Sheraton couch with my luggage tied around my legs to get a couple of hours of sleep before my flight. And and I, I wanted to go talk to him so badly, but I didn't have enough courage because I thought, what am I going to say? Like, I'm in this hotel. I don't even have a hotel room. I'm sleeping at the airport, paying for my own flights. And I was, you know, I was, I was, I didn't have enough confidence or courage to go talk to him. So there I was hiding from one of my idols in the industry just because of my situation. And I guess because I've been told so many times, too, that this would be impossible, it's one of those things that plants the seed of doubt in your mind, right? And and, and that, that's something I've had to battle with for, for so long, even though I'm so fortunate to have now finally, uh, you know, be, you finally have a place here within the hockey broadcasting world. You know, the funny thing is, Hunter, right, my experience has been the better, and I, I don't know if you know this, well, I think you do. I mentioned this to you before. I did stats for years uh, with, visiting, yeah. with visiting NHL feeds from, like, thanks to John Sexsmith, who's over at Global now, uh, he hooked me up with that when he started working on the Oiler Radio broadcast on Ched back in the mid nineties. And the better the broadcasters, the more giving and sharing they are. That's just kind. Of, the more giving they are of time, um, you know. I, I, you know, one of the lessons that Kevin Lowe told me is, you know, if a guy is piqued your interest with a, you know, a call or a tweet or something, don't be afraid to get to like. I, I just think that. You know, again, the better the better the people out there, the more time they're willing to give you along the way because they were once, especially for the guys that are not ex-NHL players, they've yeah. all taken, in some form or another, there's been a journey or a path. So do you think you're inspiring some uh, younger Punjabi kids out there right now? Or I forget, I mean, it's it's not just your own ethnic group. I mean, there's there's got to be kids listening right now or people listening right now saying, I can make this happen for myself as well. Definitely, and and that's been one of the more rewarding experiences, being able to go to high schools across Canada, university conferences, talk to students out there and say that, hey, you know, if I was able to have this dream come to fruition, a diverse hockey broadcaster who defied the odds, despite, you know, going through bullying, despite going through racism, but this was a love for the game that, you know, I was so passionate about it and just wanted to do whatever it took to, to make it happen. Then we live in a country where those opportunities are available to anyone, no matter who, how they look or what their heritage is. And so that's kind of the, the story of the book too it's that inspirational story it's it's a love letter to canada to hockey to my family about going above and beyond and and also being comfortable in your skin i mean 
I've had to justify my Canadianness, Bob. I go through this week after week, month after month. Oh, where are you from? No, no, no. Where are you really from? Oh, you don't have an accent. And I've had to do, you know, I've had people come up and say to me, welcome to Canada. And, it, and that actually, it, it's, uh, it's heartbreaking because I'm born here. I learned my family's history. My great-grandfather came here in 1907. Um, you know, I, I'm so patriotic uh, uh, in terms of this country and I love the game so much and so that's kind of been the story and I I love I love being able to tell that story in this journey about the trials tribulations and the challenges but getting through those and making it in hopes of inspiring other uh, people to be able to do that as well the book is called one game at a time it's available at all the local indigos and chapters and all that sort of things we're joined by Harner Ryan Singh I want to ask you about the players because you know, I started kind of, I mean, the first opportunities I actually had dated all the way back to when I worked on Darren Detition's Sports Night with ITV back in like 1989, 90, 90, 91, when I was at CJSR. Occasionally, but not often, I made it down to the Oilers room. But for me, it really started in the mid-90s. And I got to tell you, it's my perception today that today's player is better educated, more open, more understanding, more receptive, uh, they just have a way better feel. So I'd like to, what's your experience been like with the players? You know, um, I was lucky in the sense that my, I'll tell you the story, my very first NHL media scrum where I was, I was there as a CBC radio reporter at the Saddledome in Calgary and not really knowing what to expect and, you know, nervous excitement too. But Jerome McGinley, who's, who's from right there in Northern Alberta originally, and what a story he has, but I don't know what he read from my body language. Uh, I was standing amongst a ton of other reporters, and he was the first player I ever interviewed in, as a media scrum uh, in, in an NHL arena. And he, he put out his hand, and he said, hey, welcome. And he goes, everything good? And, and that gesture of shaking my hand, all of a sudden I, I breathe a sigh of relief, and I just felt comfortable. And so I'm really lucky to have experienced, um, you know, getting to know some players who have been just absolutely fantastic and even my experiences of meeting Gretzky as a as a fan and then as a broadcaster I mean he's better than advertised so genuine the amount of time and respect he gives everybody uh, I've that's part of the reason why my family and I became so obsessed with him and we were just as we were celebrating our my siblings and I our birthdays in Brooks Alberta we were celebrating Gretzky's birthday on January 26th the same way we were in the in the Sikh tradition um, so you know, it's it's just been really a really good experience for the most part. Um, there have been obviously some uh, players who are probably not from Canada who are more curious because I I think you know we're lucky in Cal- Canada being a multicultural society we understand uh, how much something like Hockey Night Punjabi benefits the game. It's growing the game. Uh, it's bringing people together, and uh, you know there's the aspect of representation too. But uh, for the most part, you know a lot of those those ones those are the types that stick out people like Jerome McGinley and Wayne Gretzky I don't know if you saw this two weeks ago I said which rival player uh did you like the most and I I said Jerome McGinley he's just an awesome yeah like just a great great guy Kevin Lowe by the way was the uh the owners were arriving back from the airport it was the day after Dave Brown almost killed Cam Russell on the ice and the owners had had a long (laughs) road trip long road trip out I was over the ITV cameras and uh, I won't, you know, that's there was a couple high-profile guys at that time, and Kevin Lowe went straight over, did the availability, you know, 
I was the only guy there and did the interview, and I'll, I'll never forget. It leaves an indelible impression on your mind. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot here, Harden Ryan, to end up. Okay? All Canadian division. How do you see the Oilers and the Flames doing? Yeah, I think um, I think they'd be right up there because Vancouver has, uh, you know, their team uh, some weak. They've been weakened with uh, Markstrom leaving and and Tanev leaving and some uh, and Toffoli as well. So I think you have to say that Calgary ultimately did get uh, stronger with Markstrom and Ned. And then I've liked the moves that Ken Holland has made, despite you know not having very much room at all in the salary cap uh, with bringing in Turris and Barry. So I think the the Oilers and the Flames will be competitive. Toronto is going to be one of those other teams out there. Um, and then Montreal as well, when you have Weber and Price, you can't count them out. And we learned that after watching them uh, against the Pittsburgh Penguins in the last playoffs. But I would say Toronto and I mean, Edmonton and Calgary would be right up there, but it's tough to say who would exactly be the best team. Uh, Edmonton with Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl, if healthy, they've, they've got a shot to be the best Canadian team for sure. And as you know, last year they had the highest uh, winning percentage of the seven Canadian teams. Right. Ryan, it, it was great having you on the show. We'll do this again, okay? Thanks a lot, Bob. Really appreciate it. You bet that it's Hunter Ryan Singh joining us right now. The book again, one game at a time. It, it's available via Amazon, Indigo, Chapters, all those sort of places. And Hunter Ryan was our Oilers Now headliner today for Touchback Safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. When we come back, we're going to get into Oilers Now trivia for Greta Global Street Food, Greta Bar, Eat, Drink, and Play. It's kind of a tough... Uh, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. That's not that tough. It, you'll be able to figure it out. Uh, we'll have that on our River Creek Resort Casino hotline when we return on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Thanks a lot, Leon. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Let's get to it. It's time to play Greta. Oilers Now Trivia, and it is brought to you every day by Greta Global Street Food, Greta Bar, Eat, Drink, and Play. Oh, Brendan Escott, what's up for grabs? $50 in gaming credit to all those big old school arcade machines at Greta. Here we go. Uh, not too hard because it involves, we're going to give you a little bit of a hint. It involves one of the Oilers' seven Hall of Fame players. Name the Hall of Famer who scored... A hat-trick, not once on December 7th, but twice on December 7th. Once in 1985 and again in 1988. Name the former Oilers Hall of Famer who has uh, two of his 30 career hat-tricks scored on this date once in 1985 and again in 19. 88. So, huh. ironically, those are years that, uh, 85, I got that, that date right there on 85. Uh, 
Sorry, yeah, 1985 and again in 1988. 780-496-0063. That is our trivia question. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Well, you just heard Hunter Ryan talk about the fact that uh, he grew, he was born in Wetaskiwin, where cars cost less. Outstanding customer service, Akita Business as well. Brent Rich Ford is a nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. The year-end event currently taking place down at Brent Rich. Great people. Great service, fully open and transparent. So let Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Rich Ford lend a hand. You can reach them at 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. When we come back in Oilers Now, we'll have our uh, trivia answer for Greta Global Street Food. And we'll be joined by Wood Guy, Darcy McLeod. We'll talk a little analytics after a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.